Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. I'm Kelsey Valletta, and my guest this week is a woman who has dedicated her life to literally helping women feel sexier in their own skin. Emily Diane Linehan, affectionately known as Emmy Diane by her clients, was inspired to solve seemingly unsolvable skin issues from her own early struggles with problematic skin. Her passion has led to more than 20 years of professional experience in both medical and spa aesthetics. And now Emmy Diane is sought out by clients from all over the world who turn to her when nothing else has worked. Focusing on correcting the most problematic skin concerns, including acne, melasma, sun damage, and premature aging, Emmy Diane uncovered the simple fact that almost every skincare line was full of products that were making these issues worse for her clients, which surprised me when I read it. And determined to change the industry and give her clients the very best, she obsessively researched and formulated Emmy Diane Skincare to create true skin transformations for her clients. Hi, Emmy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi. Thanks for that intro. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You deserve it. I, I wanted to read every single word because what you know what you do is amazing and it's important to understand you know how you got to this place yeah you know it's been a journey that's for sure you know and i i think that my own personal experience of like you said you know i felt so uncomfortable in my own skin for so long um that you know i i definitely relate very deeply and intimately with my clients so Mm. i know for me learning to be comfortable in my own skin and learning how to take better care of it has been a huge part of my own self-love journey and like finding my own sexy. So I know how much of a difference that it's made for my self-esteem. And I'm sure there's so many people listening to this episode who have had struggles with their skin and it can just affect every other part of your life if you're not literally feeling comfortable in your own skin. So I would love to hear you know, a little bit about what you, how you struggled, um, with, with your skin. And obviously it led to, you know, you creating your entire company, but will you just share a little bit about what that was like and how your skin transformation helped you transform like as, as a woman? Absolutely. So, you know, I, um, have shared many times that I have very, very acne prone, um, very sensitive and very finicky skin. So in, I'm kind of like my perfect client because I can test everything on me. And, you know, I started breaking out at a really young age, like at age 11. And, you know, I tried everything under the sun and, you know, it affected me so greatly because I would try such strong products. I remember I would have to be very like careful and thoughtful if I went on a date with a guy like mm-hmm. be careful how you move your chin or if like you were to kiss him be careful because your chin will fall off like it'll just flake off you know um, and even down to you know not just my face but you know I have um, very sensitive skin on my body too and you know unfortunately with my you know German and English you know heritage, I have, um, also, I'm a hairy beast. And so (laughs) I remember 
would start, you know, growing hair down there and I would shave it off. I mean, the razor burn that I would get from it looked worse than like having hair showing. I looked diseased. At least that's how I felt. Mm. And I'd have to time very carefully if I was going to go swimming with friends or whatever, you know, when do I shave and like, how do I minimize that? Or can I cover it with makeup? And, you know, I also get keratosis pilaris on the back of my arms. People like call that the chicken skin. Um, which affects actually 60% of the population. And I mean, that would embarrass me so much too over my life, just feeling like everybody saw all these flaws that I had, all these things that I was trying to cover up. And I mean, you know, talk about being uncomfortable in my own skin. I, I, it made me second guess like how I wanted to show up in the world even, mm. you know? And what I, what my dreams were, what I wanted to go for, what I what was important to me, because half the time I'd have to hide out until you know I figured out a solution or until things got better. And I think that's yeah. what drove me to find solutions to problems like these, you know, um, just because I saw how much it held me back in my life. Yeah, is that really what? you know, inspired you to become an esthetician was like, I need to figure this out because no one else has figured it out. Or was there someone else who kind of inspired you and helped you before you began that, began that journey? You know, that's a good question. I feel like I was like born to be an esthetician because I love that, you know, and this was long before there was internet or, you know, vlogging or anything, but I, I used to lock myself in the bathroom when I was young and pretend to do like a a skin tutorial video in front of the mirror and like teach someone how to wash their face. And, you know, friends would have me over and do little facials on them. And I mean, I, I just always was obsessed with skincare and, you know, how, how to improve upon or solve problems that people had. So I think it's like innate in me. I don't know where it came from. (laughs) Yeah, it was a gift for sure. You were born to do this. I believe that 100%. So, okay. So I have to ask, I ask every guest who comes on the show, when was the first time you ever remember feeling sexy, whatever that moment was for you? And what, what did it mean in that moment? That's a good question. And, you know, I did ask you before we started, like, how real are we getting on this? And so I'm going to be really real because, um, hopefully this, you know, might help somebody else, but you know, I would say that, you know, I unfortunately grew up in an alcoholic, um, drug addicted household. And, um, you know, that comes with its own stuff, but, you know, I always was feeling like I was trying to find, you know, my place in this world. And, um, unfortunately the, the first time that I had a drink and got drunk and had attention from a a man, I'll say a man, because he was many years older than me. Um, that was also the first time I'd say I felt sexy. And Mm. I think it was because, um, you know, I, in that moment felt like I was finally worth something to somebody, like they saw worthiness in me. Um, and even though, um, that was delusional, (laughs) they had no interest in me whatsoever. Um, I, unfortunately, you know, the next day, um, I had a passion at the time too for uh, musical theater and dance and everything. And I actually had a lead in a musical that was the performance was that next day. And believe it or not, I didn't even go to that because all I could think about was where can I get 
where can I drink again? And, and who's going to give me attention again? How do I get that feeling again? Mm -hmm. And I just chased that feeling of what I thought was sexy, um, yeah. to worthiness for a really, really, really long time in my life. Um, and so, you know, I've heard a lot of guests on here talk about the first time they felt sexy being more in their adulthood um, and even in most recent years. And I would say that for me as well, although, you know, my interpretation of what was sexy and, and what that meant to me as a person, um, that was all for outside people. Um, but I feel like I came into my own actually and interestingly enough, I'd say probably after I started my business and mm. the reason why is, is that I didn't, I didn't see myself as being worthy of much in life. Um, I became an esthetician because I thought that, you know, I would find a guy someday who would, you know, want to marry me and we would have, you know, the 2.5 kids and the white picket <laughs> fence and all that stuff, you know, and, you know, Unfortunately, unfortunately, that didn't happen for me. I found my husband later in life, and I'm so grateful for it. But, you know, it was at the point when I did start my business, and I started seeing that I actually am impacting people's lives. It's like I realized that I didn't have to hustle for worthiness by trying to be sexy for a guy. I, yeah. I'm worthy, you know, just by being me. And also... I built up that self-esteem and self-worth from my work, from seeing that I was making an impact in other people's lives. By seeing them come to life, it brought me to life. So I would say in a way, I think my business actually like saved my life. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Like I, I was tearing up a little bit at one point because I mean, I, I mean, first of all, I have to say, like, you have such a big heart and you're such a kind soul and you really just like, like you just led to after all of that, like to help other people. Right. And you just are such an inspiring person and hearing part of your story, you know, it's so interesting because the more women I talk to and I ask them this question, it's almost like everyone has, I shouldn't say everyone a lot of women have a moment they think of when they first felt sexy that was external validation, usually from the opposite sex, right? A man and a lot of times unwanted attention, but it's the first time they feel desired, right? And as young women, usually that happens to us when we're teenagers, maybe even younger, we feel like, okay, this is what sexy is, is me being desirable to a man. Right. And that's kind of what we base our worth on, just like you said. And then at some point, we have this other moment that happens for us where we realize, oh, I, I like the way this feels just for myself. I'm so proud of myself. This feels good. I'm becoming like who I'm supposed to be. This feels authentic to who I am. I feel sexy in this moment. And you're not alone. So thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I, I also think it's great that you kind of dif differentiated the moments when explaining it as well, because I know so many people who are listening can absolutely relate to parts of that, or maybe they haven't reached their own personal moment of finding their sexy yet. So it's so important to know that, that it's coming, like stay true to what you're passionate about, 
what it is that lights you up, what you feel like you were put on this planet to do. And that will happen for you. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I definitely think it's a journey that I would say most women probably go through on some yeah. level or another. And, um, you know, and, and for me too, you know, I've shared very openly as well that, you know, I've been um, sober for 20 years too. So the, unfortunately that alcohol, that first drink that went to bad places for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I noticed too, for me that, you know, I would, I would hustle for that worthiness by trying to be sexy to external um, places and, and feeling desired by other people. And then when I got sober, I found that I became like a recluse. It was almost like I couldn't shut it off and, and I didn't want people to see me that way, but yet they, but people did, if that makes mm. sense. So it was almost like this switch of, you know, um, I was, I was trying to be that. And then I was trying not to, but I couldn't escape it. And, and that was a weird place to be too, because, you know, of course I wanted to feel sexy inside, but I, I almost felt like it was this, um, this weapon almost like I could use it as power to get what I needed to feel desired. But then also it made me so vulnerable that like, it it scared me to like be around men sometimes too. I mean, even my career, um, I wouldn't even see male clients because I didn't want to be one-on-one with them in, in a room, you know? Um, and so it, it was almost this teeter totter thing that I went through in life, um, to, and, and, and in, in the end, I feel like I found that balance. And I mean, I think a big part of it too is, is, you know, when I met my husband, it's like, um, I feel like he, he saw in me also things I didn't see. He saw me pretty soon. He met me pretty soon after, um, I started my business and like his belief in me and him seeing more in me than I think other people did um, was, was huge too. But it was really that realization um, of the actual, you know, power that I have as a person to affect change in this world and that confidence that I had, you know, I mean, talk about like feeling sexy, like you feel unstoppable at that point in time, you know? And, and I learned too, that, you know, it's okay to, you know, be sexy for your man and it's okay to be desired. Um, you know, but for me, it was, it was that authenticity piece. I needed to make sure that that person saw me for all, yeah. them, not just the desirable part. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, right. Like you, you learned not all men are to be feared in a way, right? Like the right man will celebrate you and see all these different parts of you, which, which I love so, so much. And everyone, everyone deserves that kind of love. So I love that, 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 that happened for you so much. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was that? It's been a ride. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I know I'm like, I know there's so, you know, obviously like we're all human beings. We all have such complex stories that have made us who we are, you know? So it's like, I could go on and on for like hours having conversations with people, like tell me everything. Right. Um, so will you just quickly share what it was like for you starting your business and anything that you were feeling personally that came up? What, I don't know if you dealt with imposter syndrome, what your self-esteem was like, if you just, what, what that feeling was like, and then how it feels now at this place you are in your business and 
how you have helped your, your clients and what your experience has been like hearing their, their feedback of how you have literally transformed their skin and what you have done for them? Good question. So, I mean, when I started my business, I mean, it, it, I feel like it happened to me. Um, I Mm. was, um, I was fired by a very unethical doctor who I wasn't willing to go along with their, their, uh, practices. Um, so I was fired and it was at that point I had a lot of people around me who said, you just need to start your own business. And, you know, that's basically, um, what I did. I I didn't have any money though. Um, I actually was like doing a side hustle of meal prep before that was even a thing, um, for people. But, um, but I started out of my one bedroom apartment and, um, I think that, I think that for me at the time, um, you know, did I believe that it was going to work? Um, I don't even know if I had that thought. It was either it, this has to work. It's like, you know, you fly or die. Like there's no other option. And so I think I just tried to figure it out. Um, I think in a lot of ways too, I would keep kind of blinders on, on me because I would get, um, I would start to feel uneasy if I started seeing what other people were doing or like how I was lacking, like why mine's not good enough and having that comparison, um, syndrome. And, and I would say the imposter syndrome constantly, constantly. Like I always felt like people were going to like figure out that, oh, she's not the fanciest place or she's not, you know, whatever. Um, and what was interesting though, is I listened to this podcast one time and in it, um, it was a doctor actually, it was a plastic surgeon who was talking about how it's like, you know, we like to think that the person who's the best you know, surgeon out there is the one who, you know, you see the ads for and you walk in their office and it's like cutting edge, like beautiful modern office and da 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 da. It's like, no, that's all smoke and mirrors. Like the person who's really good probably has like a shitty office and, you know, like so advertise it all because they're so busy they don't need to. Yeah. Like, ah, okay, if I just really work on honing my skills and offer the best to my clients, I don't need to worry about that. And so I think that helped me a bit with the imposter syndrome. Um, And when dealing with my clients, I mean, my goodness, it's it's an emotional ride when you're dealing with problematic skin because I can't change skin overnight. And so it's a journey that I have to go on with these people. And there were many times where it, it would seem like it was always on the same day where I would get like multiple emails or messages from people saying, it's not working. This is like that. My skin's worse than it was. Da, 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 da. And I would feel like, oh my God, who are you to think that you can help these people? And I would have to like reel it in and be like, okay, hold on. Like we've been through this before. There's a way to solve it. Just like walk them through the steps. And every time it would always work out in the end. But I would have those teetering moments where I just had no belief in myself feeling like, you know, you're a fraud. You're not helping people, that kind of thing. Um, and, And I would say that I've over the years, like I've tempered myself enough. I think it's just with like the practice and experience of it happening over and over again, um, that I don't take it on like as such a, a huge issue that I used to. Um, cause I would beat myself up. I mean, I would be in tears over it. Um, but I'm an emotional person. So that's, that's <laughs> Me too. Emotional. Me too. I understand. <laughs> But, you know, over time, I mean, God, the messages that I've gotten from people about how, you know, the journey has 
literally transformed their lives. It's been it's been unreal. I mean, you know, from getting people ready for their weddings to you know being having clients who are pregnant and you know feeling like there's nothing they can do to feel good in their skin at that time to, you know, I even had one client who, this is crazy, but she was um, enrolling in, I think, the Air Force with her fiance, and they declined her because of her skin, how bad her acne was. And what? Yes, because they That's thought, a thing? they said it's a medical issue, like the infection's so bad, it's medical. They don't oh, wow. It on. So we got her clear, and she was able to finally go enlist and go live her dream with her fiance and oh my gosh that just gave me goosebumps I, I, have goosebumps. <laughs> I know but for me too I was like who knew yeah. that's a thing I didn't know that's a thing you know yeah to me it's like you know sure we could say you know that fixing the skin and facials and skincare is such a vanity thing it's very you know it's very vain right but oh gosh no I mean it literally can change the trajectory of somebody's entire life um and I've yeah. seen it time and time again um, and so I, I think that that's what, that the stories like that are really what keep me going. And I mean, I, I hear so many of them and people get really raw and vulnerable with me with it, um, by sharing with me their skin transformations. And I just feel so fortunate and so lucky that, um, people are, are brave enough and trust me enough with their skin. And I, I do say this to people a lot, like, thank you for trusting me with your skin, but I don't, I do not take it lightly. Like I know mm -hmm. how hard it can be to show up that way for a total stranger. And, and yet, you know, as long if you're on this ride with me, come hell or high water, we will get you there. <laughs> I will, I will not let people down. Um, so it's, it's, it's a truly an honor to really help people in this way. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I feel like, like what you, I love what you said about how, you know, people can think it's, it's vanity, right. And superficial and we're just worried about how we look, but it affects so much more than that. And it's just the, the understanding and the education behind it too, of what we use on our skin and like the science behind it. Cause the average person like does not know, like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I know nothing about that. So it's, I'm, tr I'm trusting what, what I, the world is telling me what I'm seeing in the media, what, what's being advertised to me. It's like, you're seeing that information all the time. So I'm thinking, yeah, why, why wouldn't I use the St. Ives scrub on my face? You know what I mean? Like in college, that's what I used all the time. Cause I'm like, this is what's clearing my pores. Right. And you know, like for me personally, I didn't really truly start learning more about skincare and trying to take better care of my skin till last year. It really was like the pandemic and kind of the world being shut down. I wasn't wearing makeup as much. And before that point, like I didn't go out of my house without foundation on my face. I just, I didn't. And I had to really learn to uh, just kind of love and accept and try to take better care of my skin. And for me, a big part of that was sunscreen, right? Like something so simple that, that for some reason, growing up in Arizona and a sunny place like this, I never really understood the importance of sunscreen or the fact that I could, I could get sun damage. 
I didn't know that. I just thought, well, it'll help me not get sunburned, but I don't really get sunburned. I'm Italian. Like I'll just get tan. I don't really need sunscreen until I started getting sun damage and then was like, oh my God, oh my God, what, what, what do I do? You know? And I, I started panicking and it totally affected my self-esteem 100%. And then I was like, okay, I have to start doing some re- some research, start taking this more seriously. And it does, it makes such a big difference in every other aspect of your life. Like there's, there's a point where I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even leave the house if I was uncomfortable with how my skin looked. So it's definitely like such important work. And I know a few women who have used your products and rave about you. And I'm like, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to fill, I'm going to do a consultation with you because (laughs) I need like, I, your girl's struggling with some melasma and I know you're the one to help me out. So that is going to be my next step. <laughs> no, that makes me so happy. And I, yeah, I mean, it's so true. It's like, you know, so many of us won't leave the house if we feel like our skin's not looking great. And, you know, and I feel like we've also become this culture that's like so dependent on makeup and covering things yeah. up. And it's like, Oh my goodness. I, I, I just, I, um, I hope that we keep seeing more and more that people, you know, will take better care of their skin and, and see the value in that. And I would say, you know, even if, you know, you're not dealing with a major skin issue, it's like, okay, so (laughs) we'll be having this conversation in 20 years when aging is an issue. And when it comes to a lot of skin concerns, prevention is key absolutely key um and the same like with your health you know it's like prevention is key you know when it comes to your health and and so you know i love i love meeting people where they are too in the sense of like if you've never been if you've never done much for your skin like i don't judge people if you show up and you say i've used saint ives apricot scrub which is (laughs) say that because that's the worst thing you could put on your skin probably just keeping it real keep it i know real. i know totally <laughs> you're not alone girl i see it all the time but um you know i'm not in the shaming game at all you know and so i love meeting people where they are if you're super experienced and you've tried everything under the sun and you're still not having results like i love that too because there's always a reason why and there's always a solution, especially when it comes to skincare. Everything is figure outable and it just has to be customized to you. And that's why my business is set up the way that it is. And that's why the way that I interact with my clients um, is so important to me because I know that cookie cutter systems that are out there, you know, um, they, they don't work and there's a reason why. And so, I love, I love that you just shared with me about your skin journey and I would love to tackle melasma with you. That's a yes to, to handle. So let's get on that. Yes. We're going to do it. I mean, I didn't even know what melasma was till last year when I was like, what is on my face? So it's, it's been a journey and I, I have 100% faith that you will help me figure it out. Yeah. So I can't wait to like, and I will share for anyone listening. I, I will be sharing updates on my skin because it's going to happen. I know it. <laughs> Okay, so I want to take a minute and talk about your SEXY. So SEXY is this acronym I created. It's four areas that I believe you really need to get clear on in order to feel the sexiest you possibly can. So the first part is satisfy. So at this point in your life, what are some things that just bring you joy in your day-to-day, no matter how big or small? Great question. You know, I I would say definitely my 
My pup, Gatsby, and my husband bring me a lot of joy. Um, my team here at Emmy Diane, I have like the best team that I could hope for. Um, I would say definitely, you know, the clients that send me messages about their skin transformations bring me a lot of joy. And I would say, you know, I'm really focusing in on like the little things in life. Um, the little things that I think I used to take for granted that definitely bring me so much more joy. Um, mm. Being able to move my body, um, the, doing my, my daily workout, and, and you know, I had a, a hip back um, issue at the beginning of the pandemic, and I really value that now, especially now um, that I've found that. So it's kind of the little things, you know, um, the sunsets at night, um, you know, seeing friends. Stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. It's so important to know what those things are so you can fill your day with them, right? No matter, even if they're just the little things, they're still so, so important. Okay, so the next part is ego. So at this point in your life, what is your relationship like with your self esteem and your self worth? Hmm. I feel like that has changed a lot over the last couple of years. Hmm. I don't know how, and I don't know exactly why. Maybe it just comes with age. Um, I am 42, so um, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, even though I feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Um, it only matters how you feel. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But I would say that, like, I feel like I've really come into my own, um, you know, to say, like, I don't care what people think about me, like, you know, I, uh, of course I care because I don't want to show up as like an asshole to people by any, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's more that, you know, I feel comfortable and confident in myself in the way that I show up that, you know, if it gels with people, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. Um, everybody's on their journey. Um, and, you know, I think, I think feeling more and more comfortable in my own skin too. And, and with that being said, you know, I am getting older and I am noticing changes, you know, and um, I think I'm hypersensitive just because of the, the business that I'm in um, and or like the contrast of like, it hit me hard when that whole like side part and skinny jeans. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, wait, no, I can't be this old. Well, uh- don't take that to heart because what I heard recently was that Gen Z is bringing low rise jeans back. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) It's one thing to try to get us to get rid of a side part and skinny jeans, but you're trying to get us in low rise denim. No, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. Totally. I would agree with that for sure. But I mean, I would say too, that there's some, there's like this piece I think that I'm making with myself of like finding that beauty in every age every stage and oh, I love I that. like where I'm at I really do I, I I mean for anyone listening like I thought that turning 40 was going to be scary and I have to tell you that since I turned 40 like it's been the best years of my life so I think there's so much to look forward to and um and so I think that's where I'm at I think I'm I think I'm at peace with myself and and the stage of life, and I think I'm at peace too with, um, you know, not not feeling stressed about the outside world and how they perceive me. I, I feel mm. good about where I'm at. It's such a great mindset, and I can tell. I mean, anyone listening can probably tell in your voice, but I can also tell by just I can see you on video how calm and at peace you are with saying that. 
like it's so apparent that you really mean it when you say that. So I love that so much. Um, and the next part of the sexy acronym is external opinions, which you kind of already talked about, you know, if you really care what other people think or say about you. So instead, I want to ask you, uh, do you have any particular self-love practices that you implement in your day to day? I think I do, I guess. Um, I and maybe you haven't thought of them as self-love practices before, you know? That's what I was about to say is like, yeah. maybe I should start thinking of them this way, but you know, I, um, there's a workout that I do daily that I, I love and it makes me feel sexy. It makes mm. me, um, more so than I ever have, I think from an exercise or moving my body. Um, and it's not, okay, well, what is this workout? You have to tell us if it makes you feel so sexy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, um, Tracy Anderson. Um, okay. For like forever. Um, and she's, she's the one that trains like Gwyneth Paltrow and she's the one who does like the super light weights that everybody made fun of forever. And yet, like, I'm just, I don't know what her voodoo magic is, but it's amazing. And I love it. And it, and I feel great when I do it, I feel strong and I feel confident. Um, so I think that is a great way I, I practice self-love. I think too, I have like little rituals that I follow that are, you know, self-love, like um, lemon water in the morning, which, you know, I learned from Mika Perry. Yeah. Show, of course. <laughs> Shout out to Mika. Totally. Um, and I'm, I'm actually working right now on implementing some other things into my life for self-love, like um, journaling and, um, mm. you know, taking time to try and do some meditation in different ways. Um, so I'm on, a, I'm on a journey. Let's, let's, you know, regroup on this in like yeah. a few months. I'll tell you more. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Okay. So the last part of sexy is yearn. So what is next for you? What are you just really looking forward to in your future? Oh gosh. I mean, so many things. Um, we're working on some some big things within the business, um, some new product launches and some other really exciting stuff. Um, and, you know, what, what just gets me more excited than anything is, you know, the more people's lives that we can touch, the more, the more change that we can make. Um, that really gets me excited. Um, I have, um, two stepsons, they're 26 and 28 and they, they'll kill me if they listen to this podcast, but you know, me, their mom and their dad, we're all like hoping for grandkids <laughs> so they soon so that I can stay excited. Um, and, um, you know, I think, I think, um, this year is really a journey of, um, me like learning more about myself. So it's been, it's so cool to be on this podcast right now because um, I feel like the things that you're, you help people with is a journey that I'm really like diving deeper into now. Um, so I'm really excited for some upcoming um, activities that I have to kind of venture deeper into me. I'm so, oh, I love that. Yeah, so. I love that that's your focus and you totally deserve that because you've like poured your heart and your soul into your business and helping other people. So I love that you're taking time to really intentionally put that energy back inward and focusing on your own self-love journey. That makes me so happy to hear that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay. So at this point in your life, what does sexy mean to you now? How do you define it now? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, 
I would say, you know, it's when, it, it, ultimately, I think being comfortable in my own skin, really, yeah. um, and feeling feeling really confident and self-assured, um, you know, being able to, you know, stand without, you know, wanting to kind of sink away into the, the background, like I, I feel like I did for a long time mm-hmm. in my life, um, you know. With my husband, of course. I mean, he thinks I'm sexy all the time. You should see the dance I do for him. It's, Ooh. it's not actually very sexy. It's probably very funny. It makes him like goofy, lot, but, <laughs> but it's fun, you know. And I think, yeah, I think sexy to me at this point in life too is is it's about fun. It's fun. It's it's yeah yeah and being funny, I love that you know mm-hmm. so yeah yep. yeah I love that fun and free absolutely totally. Okay, so then what is one physical trait of yours that you think is sexy? Hmm. Well, I think, I think my eyes. Um, I, th- I think my eyes are my best feature, and I get complimented on them all the time. So, and I, yeah. I, I like my eyes. So. You do have beautiful eyes, very beautiful yeah. eyes. <laughs> and then what is one character trait of yours that you think is sexy? One character trait. Ooh, how do you answer that? For me? Yeah. I, I mean, me personally, I'm really, really loyal. And I think that that is a sexy quality. Like I am very loyal to the people I love, very loyal to um, businesses I'm obsessed with. Like any, like anything that I stand behind, I'm like loyal to the day I die. So that's, that's always how I answer that question, at least at this point in my life. I like that. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, I would, I guess for me, I would say like my passion, like I'm, you know, in true, like, you know, alcoholic fashion, I'm like either all in or all out. But when I'm all in, I am like so passionate. Like I want to know everything about, you know, the topic I want to dive in. I want to, um, you know, when I meet people, I want to know everything about you. You know, I don't, I don't live on that superficial level. Um, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so if you've interacted with me, you know, I like to get really real, but, um, I think it's the, the passion that I bring to the things that, you know, bring me to life. Um, I'm a hundred percent all in. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I'm so curious. What is your Zodiac sign? I'm Aquarius. Oh, Aquarius. Okay. Right? Interesting. Interesting. I thought for sure you were a cancer because I'm a cancer and I was like, I'm feeling some similar, like similarities here, but so interesting. Okay. Okay. I know. I had to ask. I know. (laughs) And I'm a four Enneagram. So if that means anything to you. Yeah. Okay. This is very interesting, Emmy. Yes. You're, you're just like a surprise, which I love. Thanks girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I have one last question for you. Who is one woman who you think of as a sexy woman and why? Oh, goodness. Okay, well, I'm going to sound obsessive, but I'm going to say Tracy Anderson, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, I mean, she she owns it. I mean, she owns, she owns her persona. She owns her body. She owns, like 
everything. She owns her business. But um, I think one of the things that I, the more that I've learned about her, she actually did hire a CEO at one point in time for her business and they started taking things a different route. So she took the reins back and she's like, oh no, we're staying true mm-hmm. to like what it is that I do. Um, so to me, like that's, that's like a sexy woman who like knows who she is and what she offers. And if it's, if it's getting derailed, she came back in and swooped it back up. And that is to me, that's, that's sexy right there. Yeah. That is super sexy, like so powerful. And she's, she's standing true to, to what she believes is important, Mm -hmm. which I love so much. That's amazing. Totally. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Emmy. Before we, before we go though, where can people uh, learn more about Emmy Diane skincare and stay in touch with you? So um, you can obviously go to our website, which is emmydiane.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. And it's Emmy Diane. I love it. <laughs> I know, right? All the places. Totally. Um, and on our website, um, we do have the consultation page, which uh, the consultations are 100% free. So definitely, you know, if you're struggling with your skin, fill that out. Um, but if you have additional questions, you can always reach out to me via email to um, emmy at emmydiane.com. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Well, Emmy, thank you so much. I just like I said before, at the beginning of the episode, you just have such a big heart. And I love, I really do love how you keep it real. And you're like, let's, let's get right to it. Let's go deep. Let's talk about the stuff that actually matters. And um, yeah, I just, I'm obsessed with you. And now I'm super excited to work with you. And I can't wait. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Oh, Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.